welcome to the Pottervision Podcast. The podcast where every fortnight, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and another person, <laughs> Tom Lawrenson, by the way, we look at a chapter of the Harry Potter books and we talk about them, as well as our own lives and problems. This week we're on episode 109, and we're on chapter 14 of The Order of the Phoenix, Percy and Padfoot. Tom, may I ask as to your well-being? I'm all right. I cannot complain, and yet I do. Um, <laughs> I think I woke up this morning on the wrong side of the bed. Oh, dear. Uh, I woke up not feeling myself. Normally, I find myself very funny throughout the day. I like laughing. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. I can't wait to like talk to people to tell them how funny I am. But today, I did not have a funny bone in me. Oh, dear. Uh, I put a video out on my personal page, and I, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't even find it funny. I, just, I was like... Whatever, I'll put that out. Yeah. And then people were commenting going, this is your work, best work yet. I was like, I didn't laugh once. What it's is the funny. point? Well, sometimes you t- you know, you're churning out comedy sausages every week. And, you know, you might just not fancy a sausage, but other people will love them. There's something in that analogy. I think when you're in the game, the comedy game, uh, and you're writing stuff, um, you just Wait, kind of get used to writing it. jokes. Hell, hey, yeah. Hey, I'm writing at the minute. I, I think I told you about it on tour. But uh, I've decided to enter a competition just to uh, motivate me to write. And it's a competition for an audio sitcom pilot. So uh, I've just been trying to write that. And uh, it's all right. Like, I've, I've been trying to follow my own advice that I give to when we're teaching kids comedy. And that is not to think too much about what you're writing and just write freely. And then you can edit later, mm. edit later. So I'm just trying to write without thinking. Some of it's writing bloody funny is, if you don't mind. Writing is rewriting. What is your sitcom script about, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I thought, what do I know about? I thought, well, I know about me, but I didn't want to write about me. I know about comedy, but I don't want to do one about comedy. And I thought, I know about the theatre. So I've decided to write this uh, sitcom thing uh, about the lead up to a pantomime. So taking a lot of my experiences (coughs) from doing panto and being in the theatre world and uh, string it together for a sitcom pilot. And uh, yeah, I've entered it in a competition and I could win 500 quid. But uh, I'm not expecting to win, but it was more to just give me a bit of impetus to write because I don't write as much as I'd like to. Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, I've been doing that and I've been enjoying myself, which is important. That's very fun. Uh, yeah, it's great to have a creative output. See, Harry Potter vision, like sometimes if you don't want your creativity to be focused on Harry Potter, it's good to have something else to put your creativity towards. I know, well, I think that's it, because we're doing this podcast. I feel like I use all my creative juices doing this. Like, because, you know, each podcast takes an hour or so to prepare, then we do it and all that. I feel like, 
you know, you use a lot. I think there's only so much creativity you can have per week. But I've been enjoying uh, putting a bit of it into something else. Very good. How are what's, you? Your lead, what, what's your lead character called? Well, there isn't really a lead character, but there's two Ooh, characters in ensemble. it called Ian and Rose, who are like the two old theatre people who are doing auditions. And then uh, there's a character called Mel in it. There's a guy called Harry. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, a lot of different characters. Yeah, it's more of an ensemble. Uh, think of trolleyed rather than one foot in the grave. <laughs> There's think a mix of, of Phoenix Knights. Think of Phoenix Knights rather than Max and Paddy. Hmm? Exactly, yeah? Think of The Office US rather than The Office UK. Think of The Office US rather than Derek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Think of my family rather than Macbeth. Right? Think of... Little Britain, full stop. Yeah, th have a think, think about, about that. <laughs> have a think. <laughs> have think I about a big office rather than working from home. That's what I'm going for at the minute. Uh, but yeah, it's all right. I'm just trying to write it and then edit it. But yeah, I'll let you know how it goes or whether I. Because uh, you can be a finalist as well, and then I think you get two hundred quid. If, you, if you're in the top six people, oh, that'll be worth uh, however many hours I'm going to put into it. <laughs> but as always, you know, if I come out with a nice product that I'm happy with, I might just make... Because the idea is if you win it, then they make it for you and they get actors to perform in it as well. Um, but if I like it and I don't win, I might just make it anyway, get other people to record it and put yeah, it together. Totally. Yeah, and you've, so, also yeah, also so had, you've also had the experience of writing a script, which, like, sometimes I made a video today and I was making it on, um, you know, Premiere Pro. And I was like, even though I'm not going to put this video out, I suppose it is good practice to keep using the uh, software. It keeps me uh, knowing how to do it. Yeah, you can get bloody ring rust. I like get really good with a program of editing and I don't do a video for like two years. And I'm like a baby in a helicopter. I don't have a clue what any of the buttons do. Mm. Yeah. But um, yeah, because I've, I've written a lot of plays before. Uh, but I've never written for like uh, TV or audio. So it's nice to, to do that. And I'm trying to uh, get the idea of like how to tie plots together and how to set out uh, so, so that's that's pretty good pretty exciting because you have to map out you have to write the pilot episode but you also have to have like a map of a series a potential series as well so that's bloody wow. interesting stuff listeners um, it is. It's in, it is interesting stuff. Otherwise, I have. Uh, I've been trying to get my attention span back. I uh, I watched a <laughs> film last night. Oh yeah. yeah, and I set myself the task of not looking at my phone once. How did it go? I succeeded. I reached for it a few times, but then I drew the hand back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's hard. You have to train yourself. 
to not be distracted by things. I get distracted by my phone a lot, but I try and do puzzles and things that I'm not allowed to deviate from. Maybe a Sudoku, or maybe, uh, I don't know, looking out the window, enjoying the nature. Mm. How was your day today? Was work nice with you today? Work was very nice with me today, and uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod, but this week and next week, we're going to be observing potential students who are coming to the school next year, so there'll be little tots, and uh, we've got to observe them in a, like an example lesson, see, you know, can they write, can they speak, can they work together as a team? Can they speak? Are they nice? <laughs> can, can they, they speak? speak? Can he speak? He cannot speak. You are not welcome here, kinder. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so that'll be good because we've got, I think we've got 39 children and we've got to whittle them down to 22. It's a bit like judges' houses, if you don't mind me saying. There's going to be me and four other teachers uh, outside somebody's mansion, lounging around. And we I speak, getting upset deciding who to narrow it down to. Speaking of judges, I found this guy on the internet who does this fantastic impression of Gary Barlow. But for some reason, he does the impression <laughs> like Gary Barlow is blind. <laughs> okay. So he like, he does that. He like looks right. and he goes, that's absolutely amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sounds more like gosh. That's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. I've got to show it you. Um, oh, I've been meaning yes, to ask please. you. I've been meaning to ask you, right? Yeah. So, what is your favourite part about living in Fulda? Ooh. Um, I like the vibe of it because it's a city, so there's everything that you need, but it's not too busy, it's quite quiet. So I quite like the vibe of it, you know, like the, the centre and all that. Uh, mm. And where we are is very, very peaceful as well. I think that's, that, those are my favourite things, I think, just the general area. The vibe, excellent, very yeah. good. And if you don't mind me asking, what is your least favourite part about Fulda? Uh, hmm, I don't know really. Um, I don't think there is a bloody perhaps, perhaps it lacks something. Lacks a shop, a, a restaurant. Oh, I'll tell you what they've not got. They've not got a decent snooker club. There you go. So. He hates Fulda because it doesn't have a snooker <laughs> club. Right? Where can yeah. there be a seedy place for paedophiles to go? And I'm not implying you are, but that's what my impressions of snooker clubs are. Weird places. <laughs> Want to go to Riley's with me? It's open 24-7. Mm. Why are snooker clubs always open 24-7? What's happening there? Why do people need to play snooker at 6am? <laughs> what? Hey, the weirdest snooker place I've ever been to is in Manchester, near Deansgate. And that was a 24-hour snooker club. And you have to go down two flights of stairs under this bridge uh -huh. into, like, this basement. And it's the biggest room you've ever seen. They must have had about 40 tables. 
And a snooker table's like 12 foot by 6 foot, bloody big. Mm. And uh, it was all very seedy, and I felt a bit unsafe. I think I played snooker with my coat on. I didn't want to put the coat down. I was scared. What other sports places attract that kind of vibe? I went to play snooker. I didn't feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had the vibe of like one of those boxing clubs, you know, in like those boxing movies. So you wanna be a boxer in the golden ring? <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something. What <laughs> conference, real or imaginary, would you absolutely hate to miss? What, what, conference? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Like, if there was a conference happening, right? You, what would you, you'd have to be there. Like, if there was, like, I don't know, um, if Fulda was having a conference that was, like, uh, Fulda's new... First annual Panto conference. Would you be like, I'm being there. I'm going. Oh, like a convention, you mean? Yeah, conference. Yeah, convention. Or... Yeah. Uh, I'd, I don't know. I think I'd go to the... Uh... Oh, imagine if there was a Tom Lawrence appreciation conference. Oh. I'd love to see that. Or, uh, or maybe... Um... A Lewis Shaw look-alike competition. <laughs> I'd love to go to one of them. That'd be good. Hey, we should do a looky-likey competition with all our listeners. Who thinks they look most like Tom? Take a picture of yourself. And who thinks they look most like me? Take a picture of yourself as well and send it in. And you well, can even cosplay a bit. I'll tell you what. Wear I'm, a play I'm, dude jumper. I'm hoping that Jake Gillenhall is a listener because that guy looks identical to me. And for you, you look like that guy who's always hanging out with David Tennant. Yeah, a Dalek. <laughs> oh no, Michael Sheen, you mean. <laughs> yeah, some people say I look like Michael Sheen or football manager Brian Clough. Also, I must yeah. note, uh, your hair is ever growing taller. It is, isn't it? I'm, uh, it's got a lot of volume because it's quite curly and quite thick. It, it rises up you like see, a revolution. Sometimes, sometimes, when you get your hair cut, if you're a short-haired bloke, if yeah. you've got curly hair, they always cut it too small and it curls close to your head so it's like your hair isn't as long as it should be. Whereas it, yeah. the Germans appear to give you a long cut like you're going to star in a Grease musical. Oh, yeah, I think I will do, actually. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. When it's too short, it curls in on itself, and it just looks like a bit of unwatered pot noodle. Mm. Unwatered like, you know, pot it's noodle. split up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're right. Yeah, but I think the idea is is that I'll, uh, I'll let it grow a bit longer, and then Martina and I are going on a, a little holiday in a few weeks. Oh, really? Uh, and I might cut my hair for the holiday. Where are you going? Well, we're going to drive to Croatia. And uh, we've booked a little Airbnb. And uh, we're going to have a, a week away. Martina's finished her exams. I'm on Easter holidays at school. So we thought, why bloody nuts? 
Uh, yes, we've booked an Airbnb. No flights because we're going to drive. Happy days. That's brilliant. Is there anything you're excited about specifically in Croatia? Well, we've picked a place that's just like a lovely island, so not much to do, because the idea is we'll have some rest and relaxation, oh. and just like explore the island and stuff. It is going to be fun. Some nice food, fine wine. Oh, yes, and who knows, maybe a walk. So would you say you're an extrovert or an introvert, then? Um, well, it's funny, isn't it, because... I don't know how that's related to what we've just been talking about. But, uh, <laughs> good segue into that. Uh, but, well, it's weird because obviously we perform and stuff, which is extroverted, but I'm not very uh, I'm not very social, I don't think. I'm quite introverted in a group setting. Mm. Yeah. Only, how about you, Boyo? He only likes to be loud if everyone else is being quiet and watching him. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like interrupting people. So if there's a if there's a group of confident people, I'll happily just uh, sit sit there and listen, and I don't mind. It's all good. Which leads me into my next question: What would you say your strangest hidden talent is? <laughs> uh, my strangest hidden talent. Um, well, I've got like strange. Um, no, like the things I like and like got weird knowledge about. Like I could probably name you every world snooker and darts champion that there's ever been. How many Pokemon <laughs> do you think you could uh, name? Oh, uh, embarrassingly, I reckon I could probably name about off the top of my head maybe about three hundred. <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> well, then there's about a thousand now, so that's not that. that uh, that's not that good. A thousand. Three hundred. There would have been a time where I would have been able to name 151. Yeah, all the original ones. Well, those are most of the ones I know are from, like, the first three, what do they call it, generations. Uh, I don't know a lot of the new ones. But I do play. I'm playing, like, Pokemon Arceus on the Switch, which is very good. <clears throat> Uh, you actually get to sneak around and catch them by chucking a ball from behind a hedge and stuff like that. So it's a bit more involved than the other games we just walk around. Very bloody cool. Let me tell you this. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I'm going to leave for a bit and let you uh, host the podcast on your own. How does that sound? Hey, what are you on about? You can't leave me on the on my own. I'm going to leave the podcast. I'm going to leave you. you got to do it on your own for a bit. But I'll tell you what. I'll uh, I'll give you someone to oh, someone will replace me. How's that sound? All right. Well, this is very strange and unexpected from my part. I, I wonder who's gonna come in and help me host the show. Very. Hey, hey, it's me, the Pied Piper. It's me, it's the Pied Piper. I think he's got a little boy on his shoulders. <laughs> and he's got a Peter Pan hat on. Oh, it's Pied Piper's hat. Look. Hey. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm very sorry to people who are only listening to this. Tom currently has. Tom? I'm the Pied Piper. At the end. <laughs> sorry, the Pied Piper's here. 
and he's got a hat on with a feather coming out of it, and he's also got a pair of legs on his shoulders, wearing, well, I know this for a fact, wearing Harry Potter's trousers and socks from the first movie. <laughs> the Pied Piper. Oh, oh well, the Pied Piper. Who have you got on your shoulder? Oh, just some little lad. I had a, an extermination job earlier. <laughs> uh, I do that's been yeah, a long time. Yeah. Uh, and the yeah. owner was a bit late on the uh, invoice. So guess mm. who I've got? <laughs> you got a little lad. His yeah, son. I've kidnapped his son. That's what a Pied Piper do. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, struggling for questions. Um, how do you feel about your situation at the minute? How do you mean? <laughs> well, you've not been paid and it's led you to an awful crime of kidnap. Yeah, well, thing is, I did the job this morning and I said, cash in hand, yeah. please, fella. Cash in hand. He said to me, well, brother, I don't have cash readily available. I've got no reason to have cash. We're yeah. almost like going into a cashless society. I said, not my problem. So I went to his son's uh, primary school and I said, I'm Uncle Piper. And they said, hello, Uncle Piper. Yeah. How can we help you? I said, I'm taking Chalky out of school a bit early. Yeah, yeah. And here we are, me and Chalky. Well, that's medieval Germany for you. <laughs> well, modern day Germany. I am the Pied Piper. And uh, I'm renting yeah. this room from Tom. Uh, he's gladly uh, allowed me to come stay in this room. <laughs> and, uh, and also, he said I can help him out with the podcast. Oh, that's fantastic. Right, uh, Mr. Chalk, uh, we, we've got an update on your son. Oh, yes, yes, a busy, a busy. Uh, he's in Stockport, England. Uh, <laughs> he, he's with a man uh, renting a room in a flat. Oh. Um, <laughs> I must ask you, Mr. Kirkby, over there in Fulda, do you have any, uh, any rat problems? No, I don't actually. No, no, nothing to do with us. <laughs> I tell you what, if I did, you would not be somebody I would go to. You're scaring me with that little boy on your shoulders. I'm scaring you. I'm scaring you. Yeah. <sighs> well, I'll tell you what. Do you know what? If you had a child, I wouldn't even be interested in kidnapping him. Right, well, fair enough. I wouldn't want you to kidnap him anyway. And you know what? You've insulted me. I'm off. Oh, don't be like that. Wait, where are you going? Oh. What have you been oh, saying? Set the pipe. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, first impressions. What have you that. been saying to the pipe piper? Well, never mind. You ready for a rundown? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and look out next week where we might have Rumpelstiltskin on the pod. <laughs> you should you should be so fucking lucky. <laughs> I love that. Say my name. Right, so let me just check out my uh, list of things to talk about. I watched the film. Nope. <laughs> yep. 
Be the Pied Piper. Yep. And uh, oh, actually, uh, one more thing. It's nice that uh, it's getting a bit lighter outside. Do you have daylight savings in uh, what's it called, Germany? Uh, do we have a... I don't know. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Because we're always an hour ahead. You're part uh, of Earth. No matter what. So we must do. Where are you? Um. Yeah, we must is do. It getting, is it, have you noticed it lighter on your morning commute? Yeah, it's lovely. Like before uh, we did the Potvision tour, I was going to work in the dark and coming back in the dark. Whereas now I'm going to work in the dusk uh, or the dawn. <laughs> I'm going back to work in the dusk. So it's getting it's getting a lot nicer, definitely. Mm. How about you? What's it like waking up and not going to work in the light and uh, not coming back from work in the light? It's quite an isolated day. Um... Well, I've been getting up early to go to the gym. Uh, oh, yeah, you're on your new regime, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I've been eating well, um, eating miserable. It's annoying to lose weight. You have to be in like a cal- calorie deficit. You can't just have your standard amount and exercise more. Oh, you got to eat less yeah. and you lose it. Then you, can have, then you can have the normal amount. But I think, do you know what? Yeah. I am very Oof. proud. I'm like nine days in. And I think it's going well. Yeah. I think it is going, for the lack of a better word, well. Fantastic. Well, it's a big adjustment because we did not eat very well on tour. <laughs> we were on the move, eating where we could, foraging from bins and ladies' pockets. And, uh, yeah, so... But uh, that's good, and you're feeling better for it. Hmm. Yeah, I suppose so. Suppose so. I feel a lot better when I'm like a month in. Yeah, uh, I'll be good. And it's not a vanity thing. It's just to want to be able to fit into the clothes that I own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, bloody yeah. hell. Well, good luck with it, and uh, I look forward to hearing more about that next Quick week. Quick question. What yeah. would you think if the Pied Piper took over my role on the podcast full-time? Uh, well, the characterisation is very similar to you. I think, I think it'd just be uh, you in a hat with some legs on your shoulders. So I wouldn't mind that at all. <laughs> It's nothing. It's not me. Me and the Pied Piper. I'm looking at him now. Oh, sorry. Me and the Pied Piper are different people. Aren't we, Piper? Aren't we? Yeah, yeah. He's nodding furiously. Yeah, sorry. Bloody hell, it's quite a cast of characters at your house. There's you, Pied Piper, Connie, Uncle Daddy. Connie's very sad at the minute. Why, what's up with her? Well, no one's buying cars at Evans Holshaw. Having to share a spare room with the finger phone. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Why is she sad? What's up with her? Well, they're not selling that many cars at Evans Holshaw because of the old credit crunch, if they call it that. And uh, all the salesmen are taking out on her. She's being aggressive with her. Oh, that's not nice, is it? 
She's oh, the credit office. crunch <laughs> from 2008. It still affects <laughs> us all. It really does. Oh. <laughs> Oh, a little bit of that credit crunch. I mean, is it not called the credit crunch? I don't, I only remember the credit crunch from like fifteen years ago. I don't know about credit crunch too. Electric. So bundling. does Germany have a royal family then? No, I don't think so. No, no, they used to, um, but um, they might have minor royals. But I don't know. I don't really know. I know Spain still has a royal family, doesn't it? Yeah. What are your thoughts on the British royal family? Uh, well, I quite... Well, well, there's no need for them to be there, really, but I quite like the history of it all. I find it quite interesting. Um, I don't know. It's good for tourism. But... Uh, I'm not really... I don't know. Not that bothered, really. Would you say that Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are your favourite celebrity couple? Uh, <laughs> I don't really have a favourite celebrity couple. I like them, though. They're nice. Uh, they both seem like nice, there any, um, nice people. Are there any celebrities you wish would get back together? Oh, yeah. I would really love for Robert Downey Jr., and Rita from Corrie to get together. No, they were not together in the first place. They've got to get back together. Oh, back together. Uh. Oh, uh, I reckon it's got to be Declan Donnelly and Cat Dealey. Did they, they, did they go out? They didn't go out. Oh, right. No, they were just on a TV show together, weren't they? Do you know who's, who's not together anymore? Brangelina. Uh, All right, he, he was an <laughs> Brad Pitt was an abusive husband and father, but fine, you you keep putting back in that house, whatever you I want, Mister <laughs> Whatever you want, Mister Kirkby. But while yeah, we're on the topic, that. if you could host a talk show, who would you have on first? Have you got a list of these questions? No, I'm just interested. I've not spoken hey, to you in about a week. It was two days ago. I spoke to you on Sunday. Oh, about Rat Burger exclusively. Ratburger. And listen, uh, you want to listen to the Ratburger episode? <laughs> You've got to. I did a very special introduction to Ratburger. I don't want to spoil it, uh, but get yourselves on the Patreon, listen to Ratburger. The first three minutes is worth the subscription alone. I'll just say that. Mm. Um, if I was a talk show host, who would I talk to? Um, who would you want? What guests would you want first? Well, you'd want people who are very interesting, lots of stories. First guest uh, of the first series one, episode one, first guest. You want to come out with a bootlegger? Bang? Come on, bootlegger. Guy... <laughs> <laughs> what would you? What would nah, you like? Nah. You got what? One question would you ask bootlegger? Um. <laughs> Um, what do you do? I don't know anything about him, I just like his vibe. <laughs> what do you do, bootlegger? <laughs> right then. Now that you've answered all that, I think I'm ready for a rundown. Hey, I think that'd be a cool idea for a talk show where the person interviewing them has never heard of them before or knows anything about them. And they just get to know them naturally. I think that'd be a cool idea. 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's going to be the next hit. I'm going to rival that uh, fast food dating lady. And I'm going to start me Don't Know Anything About You interviews. Mm. Where I interview celebrities I don't know about. Mm. Runda, chapter 14, Percy and Padfoot. Harry wants to send a letter to Sirius, so he writes a cryptic message and goes up to the Owlery. Mm. He writes a message, and who should come in but Cho Chang? Excuse me. Now, Cho Chang and Harry finally have a bit of a spark, a bit of romance going on, a bit of back and forth, a good conversation going, right? She says, I believed you, Harry. I believe that you saw Voldemort and he killed Cedric. And Harry's like, oh, she thinks I'm brave. And they had a great bloody laugh together. And Filch comes in, accuses Harry of ordering dung bombs. And Harry is like, no, I didn't. And Cho is like, no, he didn't. And it's great. They're finally getting to know each other better. Harry comes back and then he's got Quidditch with Ron and Ron is all over the shop in his first Quidditch training session. He's dropping balls, he's giving Katie Bell a nosebleed, Fred and George accidentally give us some nosebleed nougat that makes it worse, she has to go to the hospital wing and it's a bloody disaster. The Slytherins are baying at them, it's terrible. Mm. Anyway... They're back at the common room doing their homework and Ron gets a letter from Percy saying, don't be friends with Harry no more. Harry bad, Percy good. Tell Percy about Harry. Ron's obviously ignoring that because Percy's a swat. And uh, then they do their homework and then Sirius is in the fire. And they're like, you all right, Sirius? And he's like, yeah. And uh, he gets annoyed that He's they don't right. want him to yeah. risk his, right? his yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, and Sirius is a bit childish, I think, because uh, Harry doesn't want him to get caught in Hogsmeade. And Sirius is like, oh, your dad wouldn't have done that because he, he's brave, not like you. Uh, and then he goes off in a huff. And that is the end of Percy and Padfoot. Percy and Padfoot. Aptly named, because they both made an appearance, one by letter, one by fire, in the last five pages of the chapter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad all the chapters aren't named like this. Chapter three, Harry, Ron and Hermione. (laughs) Chapter four, Harry and Umbridge. Chapter five, Harry, Cho Chang, Ron, Ginny, Fred, George... Percy and Mrs. Norris. <laughs> Chapter 6, Voldemort and Rattail. What's he going to work, Tail? <laughs> I've got Ratburger on the brain. <laughs> yeah. Because um, some of them are just named after the, the characters, aren't they? Yeah. There's a chapter called Professor Umbridge. Now we've got Percy and Padfoot. <laughs> So great. Imagine her autobiography, every chapter. J.K. Rowling. Mum. <laughs> J.K. Rowling and mum. J.K. Rowling and dad. <laughs> J.K. Rowling and publisher. Uh, 
But uh, what a chapter. Oh. Uh, did you enjoy it? i got to tell you from the offset, this was an unnecessarily long chapter. I did not need to hear about Quidditch. I did not need to hear about these well, tiny things. Ever since I left me suitcase on a train with me Order of the Phoenix book inside it, I've been listening to the audio books with Stephen Fry and I'm looking at the lengths of the audio book chapters and I'm like, no, like the next... The next 10 chapters are all like over 45 minutes long. I remember Philosopher's Stone, we'd have like a 15 minute chapter like that. Any update on that suitcase of yours, by the way? Not a sausage. Mm. I'm very annoyed because who in their right mind would steal a suitcase with nothing valuable to anybody but me. Well, it's tough because, well, people who watch the tour diary will know all about that on the Patreon. But uh, we happen to be passing through Newport, which has the Transport for Wales office, where all of the lost property ends up. So I went there on the one day that it's closed. It was closed on a bloody Thursday because they, they didn't have the people to do it. And nobody in the office can go because we don't have the key. And Nigel's got the key and Nigel won't be here till tomorrow. Well, that's bloody great. Tell, I'm going to be in Hollyhead tomorrow. Tell Nigel he's a twit. Yeah. He's one of the twits from Roald Dahl's The Twits. Mm. Right? Tell him that. How lovely. Nigel, he says you're the twits from the Roald Dahl's The Twits. He said what? What did he say about me? Was this a Swansea boy or an away boy, huh? He was an away boy. <laughs> Why do I like that? I don't like that one bit, eh? <laughs> People coming. Tom has developed this fantastic uh, South Walian person impression, uh, which is very similar to like something out of The Godfather, <laughs> but it's fantastic. I don't know what you mean, eh? Hey, you want a piece of me, eh? Cheeky boy, eh? You Swansea boy like me? I can see a Swansea boy a mile off, eh? Come on. <laughs> it's fantastic. Let me tell you this. How lovely must it be yeah. walking up, waking up in a four-poster bed on a Saturday? I forget that these cunts have weekends. Do you know what I mean? He's waking up four-poster <laughs> bed. Yeah. And he's like, Matt, write a letter. Oh, life of luxury. They do live in luxury because I never realised until this subplot about the house elves that these kids are just throwing rubbish on the floor, waiting for it to be picked up in the morning. Well, there's no, there's Way. no trash can. Because <laughs> it's like the floor was strewn with bits of rubbish and hats that Hermione had knitted. Right, why is that being allowed to continue? There should not be rubbish on the floor in the common room. There should be in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't got any money. It's funny. So he sits down and writes a letter to Sirius Black. Right. And he starts describing Umbridge. And he goes, yeah. she's nearly as nice as your mum. Um, hang on, Harry. That's not for you to make that joke. 
<laughs> Who does he say that to? Serious about Umbridge. He goes, she's nearly as nice as your mum, like, you know, sarcastically. That's also... Oh, yeah? Sorry, my mum's dead. Like, what's going on here? I've known you for eight, two years, barely, and you're coming yeah. in giving pops about what a bitch my mum was. What's going on? You've overstepped yeah. the line, son. You've definitely overstepped the line, right? There's no need for that. Mm. Yeah, bloody it, odd. Well, I feel like he has a bit of this in him where he doesn't quite know where the line is. And uh, just insults people by accident. Oh, our new teacher's horrible. Nearly as bad as your horrible mum. Right, there's no need for that. He goes, <laughs> he goes into the owl room. And as he chatting yeah. Cho Chang, I think it's very good that he's chatting to someone outside of his own house. Because, like, it's so much of his school life has just been chatting to Gryffindors, and the only other chats he has with other houses is when Slytherins are ridiculing him and he's defending himself. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think so. You know, I think you can have your friends, but I think it's good to mix with others as well, get to know people. Uh, and I think Jo Chang seems like a, a very nice, very nice girl, very friendly. And, uh, you know, he could do a lot worse. Yeah, he's, uh, but he gets scared, doesn't he? He's in the alley and he gets scared by one of these thestrals. Oh. The kind of bony horse oh, bony that he horse. keeps seeing. Bony horse. Yeah. It's bony horse. And Thestral reminded me of Kestrel. Yeah. And I thought it'd be a cool, uh, it could be a cool idea to have a Harry Potter spin-off called Thez. Yeah. You know, uh, inspired by the movie Kez, where Harry befriends a Thestral and uh, in the end his brother snaps its neck. Throws it in the bin. Any other fans of Kez <laughs> listening to the Is that what happens in Kez? His brother snaps its neck and throws it in the bin. It's so unceremonious. The whole film builds up in building this relationship and then his brother gets annoyed and snaps the bird's neck and then just chucks it in the bin. Oh my God. And it's not even like a big deal. It just moves on to the next scene. Well, but Kez is a fantastic northern film. Maybe we should watch Kez for an episode of the Pot Vision, uh, Double Vision. Double Vision. I reckon we should. I've not seen Kez for years, and it was bloody great. Who will? I had to do. Uh, I, I had to do a bit from Kez in an exam. <laughs> I had to do a speech from Kez, so I had to watch the film. Vic and Bob did a sketch about Kez. Have you seen that? No, I'd love to. Is it bloody funny? It's funny. So, I've not even seen Kez, but uh, Vic, uh, Bob's playing the little boy character, and he's got the, bird, yeah. the birds like flying around up in the sky, and then uh, Vic comes over, like walking like his teacher, going Casper, Casper, <laughs> like that, and he goes, "What's that?" He goes, "It's a kestrel, sir," and he goes, "Can it fly?" He goes, "It is flying." <laughs> it's what you're feeding that's it funny. what you're feeding it he goes it's a bit of chicken ticker <laughs> and that's why I always say chicken ticker because of that because of that I saw that when I was like a teenager 
Well, if you like that, you'll love Kes. The actual movie. It's a movie about a boy with a bird. A boy with a bird called Kes. And I've spoiled the end for you, but have a, have a look, it's good. They go to Quidditch practice, right? And um, oh, Captain yeah. says, don't look at the stands. There's people there. Just ignore them. It's the Slytherin Quidditch team and others, oh. right? So these guys are heckling the Gryffindor team. How loud are these kids that they can hear them all the way up in the air on their brooms? I know. Just... Go a bit higher. I've seen if you can how hear enormous them. these Quidditch uh, matches, Quidditch pitches are, and yet these people are on the yeah. ground or in the stands, or whatever, and they can hear them. Oh, yeah. Well, these heckles, like I don't think they know what heckles are because these heckles are like a really long sentence. You're supposed to be short and sweet. Like, there's one girl, Pansy Parkinson, and he's like, Pansy Parkinson shouted out, Oh, I don't know why she has her hair like that. Why would anyone want to look like they've got worms growing out of their head? Ah, shouting that across a football field is a bit unnatural. You're supposed to keep it short and sweet. Shit hair! And, uh... Worm head! <laughs> and Draco, as well, right. shouts at Ron Weasley. He goes... What's Weasley flying on? Why would anyone put a flying charm on a mouldy old log like that? What? <laughs> what are you saying? What's Weasley? Fl yeah, I heard that. Go on. Why would anyone put a flying charm? Watch. Leave it. Just leave it. We're busy. <laughs> That's so long. <laughs> What's that, Harry? Why is Harry flying the broom in a way that makes him look like an idiot? Right, just call him shit broom. <laughs> Come on, you're in a school. You're supposed to be quick. And they start a chant as well. What's that chant they make? Um, Dumbledore. Gryffindor losers. Gryffindor and it losers. Took hours for Harry to get that out of his head. Oh. Three oh. words. It's not even personal. Three words. Yeah, it wasn't even anything like cutting or personal. I tell you what, though. Like daft I tell you what, though. Uh, Lucy has had U.R. Cantona in her head since she was a little girl. <laughs> I thought you meant recently. Since since she was a little girl, and it, you know when like your mind goes blank and you'll just say something. I'll go like this. Oh, she will have. She'll go. Ooh, ah, Cantona. Ooh, ah, Cantona. That is so strange because I was chanting that two days yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I don't even remember it happening. I just remember someone talking about it. I don't think I've ever seen Cantona do any footballing. Ron, speaking of football, Ron is struggling with Quidditch. Um, he's like. Oh, yeah, he's not having a good time, is he? Goals in, left, right, and hell, centre, right? Um, he's not having a good time there. I know how it feels, Ron, to be bad at PE. I've got memories of things going wrong in PE and people are watching. It's the worst. You don't ever want to be bad at sports when people are watching. No, it's not nice. 
yeah, it's a, it's a strange thing, isn't it? Um, maybe it's more of a boy's thing, like a lad's thing, where you just get bloody ridiculed if you <laughs> fell over the ball or hit a bad shot or whatever. I mean, I used to hate playing rugby. I didn't mind football because I just used to try and like boot it whenever I, whenever I got the ball. But rugby, I was like, I'm not running into people, trying to knock them onto the floor. I don't like that. So I just used to kind of stand at the stand at the side of the pitch in protest. I would draw a face on the rugby ball and pretend it was my baby. <laughs> holding on for dear... Wait, is this the holding on bit or is this the kicking it over a goal um, bit? This is when no rugby was being played and I just had the ball to myself. Lovely. This was while all the other kids were getting changed back into their uniform. Tom was cradling a rugby ball in the shower. Yeah, we've got this letter from Percy. Agree or disagree? Wholeheartedly agree. And he wants to congratulate Ron on becoming a prefect, right? Uh, and he only found out that yeah. Ron had become a prefect uh, through second-hand information from someone else at the ministry. They've got nothing to chat about? Imagine yeah. that. Imagine. Imagine going into work and going, uh, <laughs> heard about who the new prefect is at Our Ladies. That's right, it's James Fisher. Because <laughs> who's telling him that? Because he's not talking to his dad. So some non-family member, adult, at his work, he's going, hey, I've heard Ron Weasley's the new prefect. What, year 11 <laughs> prefect at school? Yeah, what do you think about that? Uh, I'm thinking you shouldn't be thinking about that. I think you need that. to get a life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never guess who's milk monitor. What? <laughs> yes. Bloody hell, that's a lot of responsibility, I know. But you had a bad spew, love. You're the only one who hasn't. There's a girl at Hogwarts who's trying to free all the house elves. Can you believe it? I'm a member. I've paid me membership. See the badge? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll never guess who's on school council. Oof, bloody hell, I wouldn't elect them. <laughs> right, can you just give me the papers? Sorry. <laughs> Some something must be wrong with Percy Weasley, because he's writing to Harry, writing to Ron, to suggest that he cut Harry out. If you want to succeed, you got to ditch Harry Potter, right? Does mm. Percy think that Ron is a robot? You can't just cut your best friend out. And also, what is going on with Percy? Percy's grown up with Harry in the house for the past four or five years. And now he's like, that's a stranger to me. That is a stranger to me. Man's been indoctrinated into the Hitler youth. Well, that's what I was... Well, not quite that, but that's on the lines of what I was thinking of. Yeah, because I was like, is he mad? Or is somebody just putting him up to it? Maybe it's fudging his ear. Well, he needs to clean it out then. Yeah, get yourself a cotton bud. Actually, don't. You'll push it in more. They say that, don't they? You they need to say get some... That yeah, don't do. use cotton buds because it pushes the earwax in. Mine ain't dry. 
is ain't dry, yeah? Listeners, you can rest easy in the knowledge that Tom's earwax is not, I'm not dry. dry. Right, so there's, you can't push wet in something. <laughs> there's a lot of revelations in this podcast, and that's one of them. You can't push wet in oh, something. Oh, use that sponge okay? to push that water back in the tap. Exactly. Come on. What more proof <laughs> do you need? If you're a doctor <laughs> and you think I'm talking shit, write in. If you're on the quick way of getting to me, uh, DM Lucas's uh, Instagram and then he'll relay the information to me. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah. Probably is the quickest way to get to him. And, you know, I see him once a week, so you'll get a response within seven days. I wanted to ask you a question, you know, this letter from Percy to Ron. Imagine you got a letter from uh, one of your sisters, maybe Holy Sister right. Sophie, or Holy Sister Maisie, or Holy Sister Alice, right? And in that letter, it told you not to hang around with me, because I'm evil and nasty. Uh, what would you do? Would you heed their advice? I'd say, listen here, you crazy witches you don't know what you're talking about i'm the one who spent thousands of hours with him i'm the one who knows him unless you've got some information right that could change my opinion of him i suggest you back off and crawl back into whatever cauldron you crawled out of that's what i'd say that is the loveliest thing you've ever said about me <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> That's really heartening, actually. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> what can I say? That's lovely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, put that pen down, sisters. It's not worth it. Mm. Ron reads this letter from Percy, and this letter is a massive insult. Telling him to not hang around with his best mate, that he needs to do this, he needs to do that. And the best insult that Ron has got is to call Percy, Oh, he's the world's biggest git. Uh, well, that's him told, world's biggest git. Oh, he's the world's worst numpty, my brother. Uh, that's he, the best you got when you're angry. Britain's baddest boy. <laughs> he's England's fattest nincompoop. He's England's fattest nincompoop. He's the silence in the courtyard, silence in the street. The biggest pig in England has just written upon a sheet, which he's then sent by owl to me. Hey, that's a good one. Good rhyming on the, off the spots. Right, what else have we got here? So then Sirius comes through the fire and Harry says his scar's hurting. And Sirius says, oh yeah, yeah, nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. He's admitting that, the, you know, when the scar hurts, Voldemort's near or angry or powerful. But nothing to worry about. Is he mad? I'd be worrying. Hmm. 
He's serious um, and expert on scars. Has he noticed people with bewitched scars before? No. Then how so, can he ask him? He doesn't know better than anyone. Exactly. Uh, yeah, he thinks Fudge. Uh, he says that Fudge thinks that uh, they're making an army. Dumbledore's building an army, which you know will be planting the seeds in Harry's little noggin uh, about potentially training up witches and wizards to be able to fight and defend themselves. Um, but yeah, more more of that to come later in the book. I doubt it. <laughs> and, uh, and they talk about uh, Hagrid Hagrid's still missing the massive bloody things being made of this uh, I can't even remember how it's resolved like how Hagrid has been away or whatever but he's been separated from Maxime on the way home and if that was me I'd be thinking well He's probably made best friends with three of the local children, and that's him now. He lives up in Norway. Well, these are my friends now, Bjorn, Ulf and Sigrid. Right, what about us three? <laughs> well, you know, easy come, easy go. Little high, uh, little low. <laughs> <laughs> little A, little high. Anyway, the wind blows. <laughs> Right, Hagrid, you've abandoned us, your best friends. Oh, well, all's well that ends well, eh? Right, st st stop giving us idioms. What are you doing up in... Is he in Norway? Somewhere like that, isn't he? I thought he was up in, like, Scandinavia or something, talking to the giants. Yeah. Yeah. But bloody hell, Hagrid, come back, we miss you! Well, that's about it from my end. Right. How many succinct Slytherin chants out of five are you giving this chapter? Well, I think amid an array of beautiful sounds, this chapter was a bit of a bum note. Uh, I didn't really like it. I thought it wasn't really needed a lot of it, a lot of pissing about. Uh, we do get a bit of traction on, you know, Cho Chang and Harry maybe getting together. That was nice. Percy's going mad. All the serious stuff just seemed a bit daft, a bit of a waste of time. I wasn't really a fan of this chapter. So I'm going to give it one and a half succinct slithering chants out of five. One and a half. A very generous score. For me, this chapter was a snooze fest. Nothing interesting <laughs> happened whatsoever. Bit of Quidditch, a letter from Percy, a little face in the fire. Ooh, for that reason, I give it one <laughs> succinct Slytherin chant out of five. Scathing. Are you ready for a little segment I like to call quiz? Quiz, quiz, a key, quiz, yes. quiz, a key, quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions, how well will you do? Quiz, quiz, a key, quiz, quiz, a key, quiz, 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 Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. Gonna ask you... Questions three plus two. Right, question one. Who is Snuffles? <laughs> Serious Black. Correct, sir. Big tick. 
Question two. Who came into the owlery? Cho Chang or Phil. No, it was Mrs. Norris. Harry, Harry Potter went into the owlery. Hey, excuse me. I'm not having that one. <laughs> That's what I've written, Harry Potter. Question three. What does Filch accuse Harry of ordering? Dung bums. Correct. Two so far. Well done. Question four. Who then came into the owlery? Cho Cheng. Correct. Well done. Question five. What is Sturgis Ponchas's address? Sturgis Podmore? Um... Yep. Uh, I don't know. It's number two, Laburnum Gardens, Clapham. Unfortunately, you've lost the quiz. Quiz quoo. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Oh no, we've got Hedwig's droppings. Oh, almost got away from uh, that. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to pause my video now. It's going to annoy you, nope. isn't it? No, you can't stop your video. You have to keep it going. All right. I'll keep my video going. Uh, So we'll just have some baby stories then. So we've got some new Patreons. Let me get the list up. Um, The first one. How many do you want to do? We've got more again. How many have we got? (laughs) Nine. Nine. Fucking nine? Nine? <laughs> well, we only did like two last week. Nine? The number stays the same. People must be signing up, checking what we got and going. <laughs> hey, not, not anymore with the Rat Burger intro. Asking to keep everybody forever. Nine. Okay. I'll just start and we'll see how many we can get through. Give me a name. All right. The first one is a baby Hermione. And it's Leanne McDonnell. Leanne McDonnell. You are a baby thousands of years ago. Your ancestors, your family, are helping to build Stonehenge. You are on your mother's <laughs> back as she carries these great big boulders on top of a hill. Everyone is laughing, everyone is giggling because it's the olden days. A hole is dug to place these big stones in, but unfortunately, you fall in. Ah! They put the stone on top of you, but a witch puts a spell on you that freezes you in time. Two thousand years pass. I am at Stonehenge, and I get the urge to do a bit of digging. So I start digging a hole at Stonehenge. <laughs> I find you. My kiss unfreezes you. I take you to an orphanage where uh, you are almost adopted, uh, but a rat is adopted before you. You are safe. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Liam. And we've got a new baby Harry, and our new baby Harry is Jack Knight. Jack what? Jack Knight. Jack Knight. You are also at an orphanage. Um, You are a couple come in to try and adopt uh, a child. You are there, (laughs) waving and smiling, and also, you're a rat. Uh, They see you, their eyes light up. They decide to adopt you. 
they take you home to meet your older brother and he's expecting a little boy and when he sees a rat in front of him, he tries to kill you. He wants to do anything to get rid of you. He tries to drown in you, this, that and the other. He tries to uh, put you in the washing machine, drown you on a lake. The cat snowball of this house also hates you, so hires some other cats to get rid of you. Uh, two actor mice come to adopt you uh, and say <laughs> that you're, they're your real parents. They take you away, but they admit to you that they're not your real parents. So you drive home in a red car you have. I see you, a mouse driving a car. I cannot resist myself. I pick you up and... But because you are a rat, I throw you into the river. Oh, no. Thank you very much, Jack Knight. We've got another baby Harry, and it's Amy Hunt. Amy Hunt. You are playing on a summer's day. Your parents are watching you, but unfortunately, a flying saucer appears in the sky and beams you up. <laughs> there is nothing anyone can do. You are to be lost in the stars for a million years. Um, I am also aboard the ship. Uh, we are in separate cages, staring at each other. How long have you been in here? You ask me. One million years, I reply. How is that possible? <laughs> Time moves differently up here. Don't ask me any more questions. Oh, mm. my family, I'll never grow up with my family. They won't see me age. I decide enough is enough. I prise open the bars. I punch <laughs> an alien in the face. I rip open oh. the floor of the spaceship to throw you back down to your parents. But before I do... There you go, Mummy and Daddy! There we go. Thank you very much, Amy Hunt. And we've got another baby, Harry, and it's Skillminga Cappy. Skillminga Cappy. Um, your daddy has paid me to get rid of a rat in your house. I go round Skillminga Cappy... <laughs> And I get rid of the rat. Payment, please. Payment, please, Daddy. Daddy says, hang on a minute. I didn't agree to that price. That is an extraordinary like, fee to kill a rat. I go, I know. You should have checked before you hired me, shouldn't you, sweetie? You should have checked before you hired me. <laughs> he says, I will not pay. I say, read clause two. It says, you're going to st steal skill my pappy away from me. I say, yes. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm gonna steal your <laughs> child away from you. I take you away, Skilmer. Is it Skilmer? Skilminga Cappy, all one word. Skilminga Cappy. I take you away, Skilminga Cappy, and I take you up to a big cave where I live, which is weird. <laughs> I seal you in like Jesus. Will you ever escape? Tune in next week. <laughs> and we've got another baby Harry it's Kaylee Kaylee
You live on a little island which is a tourist hotspot in America. Unfortunately, there is a shark ransacking this island. Close the island, they say to the mayor. No, the townspeople say. This is our only income. We can't have a summer without income. We rely on that income to survive the rest of the year. Oh, please close the island. No. You are paddling in the sea. Jaws the shark eats you. (laughs) (laughs) They come to me. They come to me, Tom Lawrence, to rescue you. I say, I'll do it. Uh, I sail out to sea. I swim into the water. There's Jaws himself. I say, Dana, give her back, buddy. He goes like this. I go, give her back now. You're going to get one of these. He goes. I thump him as hard as I can. His mouth opens. You come flying out. I grab you. I look at you and a rat crawls across your head. I throw you to land. There you go, Kaylee. Uh, do you want to do any more? How many was that? That was five. Five's enough for next week. There we go. For next week, nobody else sign up. <laughs> right. No, please do. We, I've got a few emails that I've found that we can read out. Uh, so we've got a lovely message on uh, via email from Sophie. And Sophie says, Hi, Potter Vision boys. Really loving the podcast, but as I've only just started I'm a, f- a few months ago, I'm nowhere near the current episodes. Would you give a shout-out to myself and my friend Greavesy, who travelled to see you in Leeds from Hull? Well, hello, Sophie and Greavesy. And thanks for travelling all the way from Hull. <laughs> Instead of coming to Hull when we were in Hull. Uh, but thanks for coming to Leeds. Mm. And she said here, as we travel to see you, my question would be, out of all the different modes of transport in the wizarding world, what is your worst and best type of travel? Mm. Night bus, flu powder, hippogriff, blah, blah, blah. It's got to be night bus. Looking forward to hearing much, much more from you guy. Not the night bus. Night bus is the worst. Best. Uh, Hogwarts Express. <laughs> I like the night bus. I like travelling by bus. And the night bus is full of weirdos. Yeah, you know, your your beds really swinging fun. about. Why don't they just secure them beds? I know. Come on. Use magic. Um, I like the idea of flu powder, how quick it is. Uh, but it's scary if you pronounce something wrong. Or if you have an accent, maybe, you'll get sent to the wrong place. Uh, Hogwarts Express is all right, but I'm going to go for night buses the best. It seems all bit, a bit of all right. Um, the worst, I think. I don't think I'd like apparating. I think it would give me a nosebleed and make me feel sick. Yeah, don't like porky either. That's a bit spinny, isn't it? It's but a porky. Thank you very much. It's a porky. He's doing a spell on him. <laughs> uh, we've also had an email from Bellatrix12, who's been back in touch. And Bellatrix12 says, Hey, boys, I hope Tom is feeling better. 
Were you poorly? Maybe last time, two weeks ago. Yeah, it's been sick, wasn't it? Oh, bloody hell, yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah, so, are you feeling better? Yes. That's good. Um, I've got a question, Bellatrix12 says. When Hogwarts students buy their uniform for the first time, they do not know which house they are going to be in. So when do they buy their house-specific tie and robes? It changes by magic. It's magic, their magic robes. Their magic robes. They use magic to change their robes. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Filch has got a little cupboard on the side where he can sell you a tie for 50p. Anything that doesn't make sense in Harry Potter, the answer is magic. Magic. It's a bit of magic. Uh, and then we've had one more email, which I'm trying to find, which I might not be able to find. Um, this is exciting, isn't it? Well, I'll tell you what, we'll leave that for later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so whoever's the question we've not answered, we'll answer next time because I have got it written down on my phone, but that's recording me at the moment. And that was Hedwig's Droppings. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. Uh, we're very soon going to announce all the details for Edinburgh. Uh, we're just finalising everything. Um, so that's very exciting. We're going to be back at the Fringe in August and it'll be lovely to see you there. We're going to be doing some new bits and bobs uh, and we'll let you know more about that nearer the time. Otherwise, we're still on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Pottervision. There are now 50 five zero bonus episodes and you can access all of them for as little as £4.50. Uh, so that's pretty good. By my reckoning, that is cheaper than 1p an episode. So, what? Is that right? Something like that. Maybe 10p. Uh, I don't know. My maths is failing me at the moment. Uh, but that's pretty good value. There's other stuff. There's an eight-part tour diary. If you want to see us driving around in a car and looking at a museum in one of the episodes, playing on a slot machine, and visiting various closed... Harry Potter filming locations. Uh, there's all that. There's loads of stuff. You can get key rings, stickers, posters, the lot, uh, and our eternal gratitude. And, of course, a lovely story from Tom. Mm. But otherwise, next week, we'll be on episode 110, which is chapter 15 of book five of the Harry Potter books, The Hogwarts High Inquisitor. You have been a fit and healthy Tom Lawrence. And you have been the always ever so charming Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.